It's a ride. Welcome to Bad Takes Mostly. Zach, the Governor Striker here. Joined by Tyler, the Bad News Heirs, and Ray, nicknamed TBD Cables, here to bring you a look into our home league, Good Vibes Mostly. Uh, we three live and breathe fantasy football every year, so we wanted to add this little component and have some more fun. Give us a chance to talk about our home league and the game each week. Uh, now, we don't have all the stats or genuine projections like other shows, so don't come here looking for that. Uh, but we want the listener to get some validation on your own leagues, just like we look for, plus some insight for those of you who are desperately curious about good vibes. Mostly, uh, we know there are a ton of you out there, so we're bringing you. Uh, we'll be bringing you weekly updates on our home league, uh, trades and waivers, weekly matchup outlook, and some fun segments to give you the best bad takes money can't buy. Thanks for, again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Right. Kick yeah, priceless bad takes. You can't buy these anywhere. Uh, we're gonna kick this first episode off with an intro of your hosts. Uh, guys, give a quick outlook on your fantasy experience, your college loyalty, and your favorite current NFL player. Tyler. Yeah, so I this is my fourth or fifth year playing uh, fantasy football, and uh, maybe the first year where I think I know what I'm doing, but um, it's consistently terrible. All the all across the board. Uh, I'm a Texas guy, UT, and a big fan of Andy Dalton. I've never seen a quarterback move so many states year to year. I'm glad we did a second take because he was just a <laughs> solid backup quarterback as your favorite player. I think you can't go wrong with the Red Rocket. I think not the highest paid, but maybe the best one. You know, I, I agree with that. He was probably right on par with Dak. Okay. <laughs> My, <laughs> Ouch. Bad take number one. Uh, I've won a couple of championships in my time, you know, about three years now, mostly uh, work leagues. So if you need quick money, that's an easy way to make it. Uh, my football affiliation of college for choice is UTA, like everyone else's should be, uh, because that's so where zero you're Zero football affiliation. Something about OU, but, you know, I, 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 I never seen the graduation documents from OU, so... Something about there. having a good football team to cheer for is kind of fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably say I, I cheer for UT, but I've had so much trouble doing that over the past year. So, um, fun stat: they, UT hasn't beaten Kansas in over a thousand days, and since that time, Kansas has not won a single other football game. So, keep it up, <laughs> UT. They're just shit. Didn't they get Manning though? <laughs> if they got Manning, so now everything's gonna change. I don't know. Arch Manning. Oh, yeah, everything's good. They're back now. Yeah, it's like with Sam Ellinger. Yeah. yeah they're like always back. Boys. But uh, my favorite current NFL player is Mac Jones for obvious reasons. Um, he has no offensive coordinator. Uh, he has no wide receivers. Uh, barely has any running backs. But he's going to look pretty good this year uh, comparatively. So excited about that. Love that pick for you. Right on par. On brand <laughs> with the hat. Um, yeah, Striker the Governor here. Uh, seven years of fantasy experience. I have won once, but don't let that fool you. I know what I'm talking about. Played many a leagues, come in many a second and third places. So I take home money, just not the big, the big bride shift. Trip. That's what I came for this year. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> uh, college football choice is Boomer Sooner, baby. OU. Can't go wrong. Three number one picks in a row uh, in the the NFL. Got one on my team this year, so we ready to rock and roll. They love playing um, video games there. Those number one, those picks up there. They love playing video games. Oh yeah, of course. 
And then the uh, yeah, number one player in the NFL right now, CMC. Um, I have faith in him this year. Watching back in college at Stanford, the dude was a beast. Stay up late just to watch those West Coast games. And, man, I can't wait for him to be fucking healthy this year. It's going to be so exciting. So, uh, I yeah. I didn't know you had history with him. I think that, I don't that, explains, have history. that explains your confidence here. Watching him back in 2013, 2012-2013, yeah, back in the day with early the freshman year of college, just staying up past my bedtime, nine o'clock, <laughs> watch those West Coast games. <laughs> no, uh, uh, we're excited for the show, guys. Um, thanks for the intros. Uh, we're gonna hop into our first segment of the year, uh, draft recap of good vibes mostly. Um, we're going to get into our favorite pick of each round, hype up the good picks, shit on the bad picks. It's basically a winner-loser from every round. Uh, we're going to go round by round for uh, the first seven and then get into the best picks of each team uh, or kind of our consensus best picks through the rest of the draft so we don't bore you with uh, 17 rounds of picks. So uh, we'll kick it off with the first round, guys. Um, we can throw up our draft board here and uh, take a look at it ourselves, but uh, – Hop in there, guys, with the first round. Who's your winner? Who's your loser? Give us some reasons. Just a little spoiler alert. All of our losers won't be Tyler Ayers, though we really wanted it to be, but we had to mix it up a little bit. So we'll have we'll have I more agree, people yeah. around. I did make it. You did get, in my opinion, the best pick of the first round, which is Justin Jefferson. Um, I would agree with that. Someone who I really wanted, you stole him from me, and I tilted. Um, some might say made a bad pick here, but we can talk about it later. But yeah, I think I think Justin Jefferson, I almost would have taken him like pick three, honestly. I think I might have taken him over everybody except for CMC and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So I love that pick. Yeah, I was pretty yeah, I, I was going Jefferson. I might have taken him first overall. I just Whoa. there's certain reasons. Yeah. But when you're playing a keepers league, dude, it just all the mock drafts in the world did not prepare me for round two. Yeah, I think you got. I think you're a little tilted, probably by round yeah, two. Three, pretty hard. I wasn't prepared for how it was going to fall. And I jokingly am saying CMC was the worst pick here um, because he's probably going to get hurt in week six. And everyone that's, says that this is year. That's what I'm banking on. The way that Tyler's yoga, though. the only way. The only way to pick him number one, like I did, and go into the season with confidence is to just manifest his health all season. So if, if it doesn't come from pure confidence of him staying healthy, he's going to crash and burn and demolish my team. So I, I get the, the negative aura around CMC, but man, I, I, I have faith this year. Um, so I'm going to go in line. I think all three of us were on par with Justin Jefferson. Tyler picked his own pick as the winner for the round one. So. <laughs> good for him yeah. Uh, but yeah Justin Jefferson I think is the steal of the first round um, can't really go wrong I, I, I mean if you aren't going to go running back JJ is the way to go in the first round I can't believe Ray picked Diggs number five but he was bold well, there so JJ with the with the round number one the worst pick I was wondering if that was going to go worst pick I think what no. we have Derek Henry Kelsey looking at the worst pick here tell me y'all's thoughts I, on that I, yeah Tyler, go ahead with Henry. All right. So I know this one's going to be controversial. Uh, but dude, I just, with the Titans, man, they're just like, all right. So there's no receiving for it. It's like non existent. Robert Woods, ACL last year. He was on one of the best offenses and like 
had no production for like the first half of the year. It was just like, where is he? Traylon Burks, he's a rookie. He's got a wrist injury. Week one's already out of the game. I'm not sure. I love Burks. Nick Westmark, Ikeen, I mean, that's the receiving core. So I feel like every team is going to be looking at Sounds like you're talking about a, a really good uh, talking, him yeah. <laughs> talking him up. Talking him up. I'm, I'm building this because there is no passing offense on this team. It's It's got to be a run team. Everyone knows it's going to be a run team. And it's just going to be run, run, run. And I feel like with all that work on Derrick Henry, I looked this up earlier, Jones fracture, the most serious of all fractures. And it's just like that's a that's your foot as a running back, and that just makes me so nervous. And, and spending all your capital in the first round on something like that—I mean, this dude—he's got insane carries, two two thousand yard seasons before twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean, and I if they're going to put him on that same path, I don't think he's going to last the season. Like, I think he's worth it because of that volume, but I actually think that they're going to lower his volume because of his injuries because they're going to mm-hmm. stop. Like, honestly, kind of dumb. And if they're going to lower yeah. his volume, he's going to get any passes. Like, he usually doesn't get any passing. I think he's going to be still injury prone and, and a little bit tough there. So that's why I, I walked away I'm from okay with Henry, Dalvin Cook. Um, but I don't know about worst pick, but I can definitely see your point. I'm I'm okay with Henry there. I mean, you have they went out and they traded away AJ Brown. He just wasn't producing for the team. You know, they went out and got Traylon Burks in the draft this year. They went out and picked Robert Woods up from, like you said, he was on. He was ideally last draft, last year's draft. He was going ahead of Cooper Cup, like he was supposed to be the guy. And so him going to Tennessee, I mean, they were trying to surround their 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 King Henry um, with some passing options, receiving options. So I think it's a safe pick. Um, I went with Kelsey in the first round, picking Kelsey number 10 overall, number nine overall in the draft kind of uh, floored me. I was a little bit shocked that he went right out the gate with Kelsey. I mean, he came back around and got Mixon, which was a good second round pick. Uh, but I think those those picks could have been flipped. I mean, that's, that's my first round loser. I, I mean, he lost everybody around him. He got Juju and, and MVS around him now, but he doesn't have a Tyreek to take the pressure off him. Yeah, I think he's getting I, older. It's just not a good I, first round pick. I agree with you that there is a lot of downside to picking Kelsey. Like, I think that like getting to Barrett's head, it's like this is their only wide receiver. The target share is going to mm-hmm. be huge. You know, I mean, he, he's he doesn't have help, but he's going to get the volume. And we are in a PPR league, so I can see how that can make sense. But him getting older and potentially getting a lot of attention, I I would I wouldn't have taken him this high. Um, but I do think he was going to get taken this high or within the next couple picks. Like I, I can imagine, I can see Barrett not taking him here. And him getting picked up by Xander for his second round pick. Um, yeah, so if you wanted him, I take him high, but I think it is a little bit risky to take him that high. I love going into the second round though. Kyle Pitts, I think, is worth a second round pick. To be honest, yeah, that was early for me, but I like the pick. I mean, if you're not going to go Kelsey or Andrews, which Andrews was a keeper this year, you got to go Pitts, and I think he's going to be like you said, he's going to be the only real receiver. Him and Drake London, I mean a rookie yeah. who's not going to be good for five games of the first, the first five games of the season. I mean, it takes rookie wide receivers until the second half when they get the system, they get the NFL, they get the schedule um, to really find their foothold. So I think Kyle Pitts, yeah, good pick there. 
Um, I think Tyler and I, or no, you and I have have opposite thoughts on Barkley. So why did yeah. you think he was the loser? I, I thought he was the winner of the of the draft or of the second round. Yeah, so I think Barkley, if you can get him in the third round, I would have said it's a W. But looking, I was just looking at everyone everyone else drafted, and I I just don't like Barkley. Like I don't like the Giants' offense. I don't think that it's going to get any better than it was last year, like on a minuscule level. And I think he's still like a boom bust guy. I think he's still as injury prone as some of these other guys. And if I'm Connolly, I'm taking Aaron Jones there easily. He's going to be See. for a lot more targets because. Green Bay doesn't have the wide receiver core that it had before. And, you know, you're going to see some increase from A.J. Dillon, but I think Aaron Jones is a way better pick than Saquon Barkley here. I mean, he has a real quarterback who's going to be giving the ball, like Daniel Jones, who is a great second quarterback in a Superflex league, but wasn't even looked at here in this board. So I I can see why he can be seen like as a good pick, but I just personally i am not going to trust someone who's had that many injuries and who's on a, a Giants offense. That's fair. I think he's back. And I, I, I looked at it too with, you know, with Connolly's with the quadriplegic raccoon chef's first pick of the draft of Dalvin Cook and him going back to back with Barkley. That's a dangerous duo. But I think that pick, I mean, if he had gotten Kamara, which I think Tyler picked as his winner of the draft of the second round, you know, if he had fallen and and quadriplegic raccoon chefs ended up with Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, we'd be so much more afraid. But the fact that he's still got Barkley in that spot, it's just like, that's a scary first two rounds. Yeah, it's not bad. I know who wasn't so taking awesome. Barkley, and that was Homick. Because Homick yeah, was- he burned. <laughs> right. Burned. Right. Once you've had a player, and it's just you can't draft him again. No, you can't. You can't do it again. It's hard to have, you know, your first two rounds and, like, having all that capital into that person. And it's like having so much risk there. And – it's just scary to see like your team with all that risk around it when you could have gotten, like you said, an Aaron Jones, who's not just running the ball. He's catching the ball a lot. Saquon is, mm-hmm. but not as much as he used to. And he's got a, a bad team. And I just, philosophy for me, I try not to draft players on bad teams. Yep. I feel the same way. May I, I kind of look at that situation similar to Derrick Henry. I mean, Barkley was hurt a little bit of last year, which really screwed up his entire value. Um, and then he's got two amazing wide receivers out on the outside of him. He's got uh, Wondell Robinson, Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, who should be good but isn't. So, I mean, there's, there's weapons around him that I think can make Barkley what he used to be. It's just a matter of staying healthy for these guys. All right, I got to talk about my loser for the second round. That we hop into the third round. Uh, Tyler, what the hell were you thinking with Travis Etienne in the second round? Dude, <laughs> it's so early, dude. Since I'm actually here. All right. So I was. I already went Jefferson, so I, I had to get an RB one here, and that's how I you know, felt. I tilted, but dude, Elliot went. Elliot went away. Jones was gone. Barkley was gone. I think was Watson auto drafting. No. No, he's there. No, was he actually drafting? Okay. Yeah. Those were my, like, those were my top choices. And then it was like, boom, they're all gone. And what are the next running backs that go? Chubb, Dobbins, Montgomery, Dylan, Hunt, Brees Hall. Brees Hall, yeah. See, I, it's like, I like any of those guys, it's like, what, one of these has to be RB1. Yeah. I would love you. I, I just think, I think you could have, I think you could have gotten him the next round. That was my only thing. You could have gotten him one round later, taken someone like Keenan Allen, and then come back and gotten ETN. 
I mean, it's it's not the worst mix. You got Mike Williams the next round, and then Gabe Davis. But I I was floored when he took it was it was Kelsey going first round, then Etienne going second round. I was just like, yeah. It's definitely not as bad as having James Robinson as as one That's of your main. Um, that could put you. I've got a lot of We're gonna. Why oh, we're going to shit on Baza here in a minute. All right, let's hop into the third round real quick. We'll fly through these next three rounds pretty fast. Just name your winner, name your loser, give one reason why, and we'll move on. I got third round winner, Josh Allen. Um, because Richard did not take quarterback the first two rounds, I commend him. I know he really wanted to. Really I think Josh Allen. Good job, Richard. Round three. And then my Good loser there is mix between Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin. I know Terry McLaurin has a better quarterback, but it's still Carson Wentz. So I struggle to see taking him over a modern St. Brown, Gabe Davis, you know, Allen Robinson. I it's it's a little bit high for me. I think he's gonna disappoint again this year. I think kind of crazy he fell to the third round. I mean, just that just seemed like a steal, especially for you know, Richard, like you were saying. Um, but that was my, my win for round three. And then, yeah, my, my loser for round three was scary. Terry, man, you just can't trust Carson Wentz. I mean, I think scary Terry, dude, he's got some of the craziest catch I've ever seen, but being a good NFL player and being a good fantasy player are two different things. And I don't think, and just all the value around where he could have picked them, Pittman, Higgins, Williams, Sutton. I think those are yeah. better options. Well, Sutton got taken as a keeper. Which Sutton was a keeper. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I tried to keep keepers out of the, the round. Right. Because yeah. those were the best picks. Tried to. Yeah, my winner for the round, I went a little biased here. I went with Higgins. I mean, I think he's going in second round in a lot of drafts. But if not for him, the winner was DJ Moore. Uh, I mean, I think with an upgrade in quarterback, DJ Moore is just going to get more touchdowns. There's not a season yeah. that Baker's finished where he hasn't had at least 18 touchdowns. So um, they they got to go somewhere, and they're not all going to go to Christian McCaffrey. So I think yeah, DJ DJ Moore is a solid pick there. Um, you really can't go wrong with that offense. It's going to be a big bump. I think they have a chance to actually be a sneaky play in the uh, in their division. Um, so DJ Moore, good pick. Loser of this round was Mahomes. I know Josh Allen had just gone. I still I, – I just can't buy into the, the Chiefs this year. I don't know what it is. I just can't buy into that offense being the same thing that it was. Um, it's just not going to be the same. They didn't bring back all their players. They obviously lost Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have his downfield weapon like he used to. Um, I just see a regression coming this year, and I think that's – I mean, that's going to be the biggest loser. We didn't, uh, we didn't reward passing quarterbacks this year with a six-point touchdown. So – I think that that's really going to hurt Mahomes. I think Lamar could have gone before him. Even Herbert could have gone before him, and that would have been okay. Listening, we didn't mean to dog you on the first worst pick and the third worst pick. But, <laughs> but I loved his Aaron Jones pick. I think yeah. that was great. Yeah, uh, redeemed I don't, their game. I don't kept have Kareem Hunt. So Derrick Henry at seven is not a bad pick at all, in my opinion. So. No. I think I think I think he did. Do like you're the only one that didn't like Derrick Henry, Tyler. That's okay. That's, that's, right. that's why it's called bad takes only. <laughs> bad takes mostly. All right, let's hop into the fourth round here, Ray. Who you got? Fourth round, my winner was Allen Robinson. 
I loved him. I was targeting him. I was a little upset he didn't, he didn't drop to me. I was probably going to wait maybe on a running back and go go, go to him for some from nice PPR help. So I think he's joining a real quarterback, a better team. Um, I think he's going to fall into a role that really wasn't there last year. I think he's going to take some value away from Cup, and he's a hell of a wide receiver. So I love that pick for Xander. Um, Waller, I think, is the loser there. Um, he had a lot of problems coming. He, he wasn't in training camp. He had an injury slash contract issue. There's now going to be less targets for him. And Renfro is really common to him. Oh, and then, of course, there's Devontae Adams. So I love taking Waller. I've taken him in a lot of leagues the last couple of years. But I think at that point, once you get past Kelsey Pitts, um, I think Kittle is kind of sus. I think I wait. I wait until you get into the Friar Moose, the Knoxes, the Cole Komet. So I think Waller's a little high in that situation. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially with like him and Schultz and Goddard. I mean, it's it's kind of a toss up if you really want to get your tight end out of the way. I think that's why he went there. Um, but I, I gotta agree with that. Allen Robinson's a steal. I don't, I don't know about Matthew Stafford's elbow holding up, but we'll see. I think A Rob if A Rob comes back and is the the A Rob of old, we will all be biting our tongues. So. Yeah, I was already. I was upset. I couldn't get him. Good pick, Sandy. AJ Dillon. I love the AJ Dillon pick. I wanted him. I didn't get him. So Ray, good job, man. I mean, I, I said that was my 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 winner of round four, but you know, it was my own pick. So I let someone else. Right, say. you wanted to be a little modest. Only fake. It's okay. We both picked him for you. He's calling him 1A, 1A, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, without Devontae Adams, dude. And just kind of a questionable receiving core. It's like, who's catching passes? Who's going to be the guy? You still got Aaron Rodgers, MVP. And these these running backs. And I just feel like AJ Dillon's going to just go off. I mean, he's a big dude. Five, six foot. 97,000 speed score. I mean, this dude's fast and big, and that's exactly what you want for something like this team. And then the loser, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Dude. You know the background on this, right? I got. I got to huh? give Rich. I got to give Richard some help here. I mean, some help maybe, and not some help. But he thought Amari Cooper was was getting past the Cowboys. No, not. He not thought what? He thought he was getting passes thrown to him by uh, Tyler's favorite quarterback uh, instead of who is it now? Jacoby Brissett. Um, he played the Bengals. Oh my God. He thought Andy Dalton was still there. Brown, <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> my bad. Not, not Andy Dalton. Well, I, you can't really give him any credit Joe for not doing his own research then. Yeah, oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, he, he thought just... he was on the Bengals at the Browns. That's, that's even... Tyler's actual no, favorite. That's player in the NFL. I mean, even if Cooper had Deshaun Watson, I mean, last year, I pulled this up, so hot and cold, dude. Eight weeks, top 24. Two weeks, wide receiver three. Five weeks, he was in the top 36. Like, he had a game with Green Bay where he scored like 40 points, and then he's just gone, disappears. And he's like on one of the best offenses in the league. It's just like, Fourth round, I'm not picking Cooper. I, I don't know if I'd pick Cooper in the sixth round even. Uh, but yeah, that's my 
Yeah, and then for the fourth round for me, I got Dylan and Waddle as the winner. Um, I mean, Dylan, I think, Ray, if you hadn't taken him there, Tyler would have taken him. If Tyler didn't take him, I was going to take him. So it was all – I mean, it was a train of uh, waiting for Dylan. And uh, good good steal there. You, you took him for both of us. I think that, that honestly kept me from going running back for the next two rounds. So um, good steal there. I think the loser for the fourth round is DK Metcalf. I just uh, – there's no way Geno Smith – or Drew Locke are going to have the same connection as Russell with Metcalf. They're just, they're not the same type of players. So I just see him drastically falling off. I honestly think Tyler Lockett is going to fare better in this new offense than DK because they're not going to have a deep threat. They're not going to have a deep threat quarterback. It's going to be a bunch of slot, slot throws, quick passes. That's why I think Rashad Penny is going to do well. That's why I think uh, Kenneth Walker is going to do well. And that's why I think DK Metcalf is going to shit the bed. Who would you take there in that round if you had to, DK or or Mari? Uh, oh, those two. Those two. They both win the same round. Oh, Jesus, which one uh, would you pick? Gross. I think I go. DK. Uh, I don't even know. Um, I, don't know. I think I would. Marks. I like. I don't like Jacoby Brissett being relied on. I think um, I would almost go, yeah, but I like Cooper because Brissett relies on his on his tight end, and I think Amari plays more of a short game than a long game like DK plays. I just don't see their Seattle Seahawks throwing 60-yard bombs. I just don't see that happening. So. They're just going to have to change their scheme. He's not just yeah. going to be able to downfield. Like, exactly. He's going to win some balls, just being like the size he is, how aggressive he can be. Um, yeah, I would, I'd take DK over Cooper. I just feel like Cooper, he's he's like a twig. I mean, he's going to fall apart. He, he gets hurt. He's in skinny boys. I can't wait to we hear shall you talk see about it. We shall <laughs> see it play out. Let's hop into the fifth round real quick. All right, Ray, who you got, winner or loser? Fifth round, I love Adam Thielen. I thought I was going to get him. Uh, I was I was really counting on that, excited about it. Not not bad that I got Cooks, but I think uh, he's probably going to outbeat his ADP probably one or two points here. Um, I don't think he's going away for any reason. I actually really like a lot of the, the Vikings options here. Um, and my loser was Josh Jacobs. So this makes me think Wadi might have been pretend auto-picking. I'm not sure, but Josh Jacobs, I wouldn't have taken him above uh, Connor, who he took in the eighth. And I wouldn't have taken Connor. Well, yeah, yeah, Connor was his keeper. Oh, Connor. I think that's why he went. Yeah, I think that's why he went Jacobs there because he wanted another receiver or another running back. But if you look at and uh, it was Edmonds, Akers, Mitchell, Penny, Pollard, Damien Harris, um, Pierce. He had options. I don't. I don't hate the Jacobs pick, man. I I'm I'm in that camp now where it's like. It's it's a new scheme for the for the Raiders. I mean, they don't. It's a it's an old Bill Belichick scheme. I don't think they're going to play with the the rookies like they should. I don't think Zamir White's going to be what he is. They got um, oh, what's the other running back's name? Abdullah. I mean, he's oh. going to be a pass catcher, but I think Josh Jacobs is still going to be utilized. Like, they're going to run the ball like crazy. They're going to have to use Josh Jacobs to get the the play action set up. Yeah, they have to he's use him to get good games for them. I just think they're going to be throwing a lot more, and I think that he's going to be inconsistent a, as hell. They're going to be easier to throw. I'm not worried about 
the running backs that, there. Yeah. I mean, because before it's like they have Waller and Renfro, and that was kind of like their stars. And now they've got a little bit more depth at the receiving. Like they can get downfield, they can actually get the ball down and into the end zone where Josh Jacobs can run it in at the five yard line yeah. versus trying to run it down the entire field. The entire so, field, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of what we'll have to see. That's such a big change in pretty much all these teams. Yeah. Fifth round for me, I got uh, – man, I really like that Renfro pick. Or, I mean, the uh, the Andrews keeper. I think the Renfro pick is the loser on this one. I think he's he went too early. I mean, look at the guys going around him. He got Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, uh, Rashad Bateman, Michael Thomas, and Juju going around Hunter Renfro. I don't think I don't think Renfro is going to be the same guy he has been, especially with Waller, with Jacobs being in the run game um, like he should be this year, and with Devontae Adams. I, I think he's just going to be overshadowed by all those other options. He's with those great. other guys, great with those guys team. going around him, though. Yeah, great for the team, not great for fantasy. I think that's exactly he's going to be a role player, and with the other guys going around him, like the other options available, I just don't think he should have been taken in the fifth round. I think Tyler yeah, agreed with funny, me. That's my winner of the fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, was say like, I was reading this sheet and I saw yours. I was like, wait, I didn't pick Ronald Renfro as my winner. Oh, wait, that's not mine. So looking at I mean, just one, I don't know if Waller's going to be winning. I mean, he's caught. Let's see. I wrote this down. Waller's got, where do we have this? 14 touchdowns in the past three years combined. I think he's not as great as what we are thinking he's going to be. I think Devontae Adams is coming. He's going to blow the show away. And I think people are going to forget about Hunter Renfro, defensive schemes. And I think he's a sneaky dude. He's got – he was 11th in PPR last year, 103 receptions, 1,038 yards, nine touchdowns. Probably a little bit of regression there. But, dude, I love Renfro. He's a sneaky yeah. dude. He's boring, but I think he's really consistent. I agree with you. I think just think with touchdowns now that now they have Adams there, because he's it's just lose. hard to it's hard to justify him there when you have other number ones going like Brandon Cooks, number one wide receiver, yeah. Rashad Bateman, number one wide receiver, Juju Smith, number one wide receiver on his team, and then you have Hunter Renfro. It's like you can't. I just don't think he stacks up to those guys. Right. Actually, I so, think Boston picking his fourth wide receiver in the fourth. <laughs> in the fifth round. It's like, I don't know, dude. Maybe a running back would have made sense there. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he, I mean did get, he did get yeah. my loser for the next round, so we'll hop into round six. I mean, he did go Cordero Patterson as his running back one in round did six. You, so you him as a loser, like, plus four in a row? This is tough. This is tough. Uh, I, I think he did. His team is just getting shit on. We felt bad for Gabe getting shit on, but I think every round Bazo has had one of our losers. Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Hunter Renfro, and then Cordero Patterson. Like, what was he thinking this year? He's got Cup, though, so it's all good. Who did I have? We're talking round six now. Round six, yeah. EH is a tough one. Um, I think you can talk to our resident KC fan. He doesn't think CH is it, and I don't think CH is it either. 
Um, I think it is pretty, it's pretty deep, so I'm not gonna like shit on that pick too much. But uh, I didn't like I didn't like taking him. I think everyone else. I mean, I think Cordell Patterson isn't the worst pick for how much he needed a running back. Um, I think there are probably some other options out there. But if you look at what he did last year and you believe in him, it is a bet. It could be worth mm-hmm. it. Um, I left him Cordell Patterson in the trade just to make sure he kept some of his depth there. But I love Darnell Mooney here. Um, there's no one to throw passes to in Chicago outside of Cole Komet. And I think Justin Fields is going to play better this year. I think he's great for how deep he is. I mean, I like him better than Lockett. I like him better than Elijah Moore just because the Jets. I know Elijah Moore is a better talent. Um, but I had I had Darnell Mooney a year ago or yeah, or two years ago, and I, I loved what he did. So I like that pick from Homick. That's a good pick. Yeah, I think Tyler and I have the same winner. Tyler and I have the same winner, Christian Kirk here. I think this round, again, number one wide receiver for his team. Um, was amazing for Arizona last year, and we know he can ball out. Got paid out the ass to go to Jacksonville. So I think uh, with with ETN, I think if Tyler's going to harp on how good ETN's going to be, he has to have a receiving core. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has to have a receiving core, and I think Christian Kirk is going to be that answer for him. I mean, I, I think the Jaguars are going to win the division next year. It might be good. They might be real good. I mean, I don't know. They just got rid of Meniscus Null, and I don't know who's left on the Jaguars. Not much. It's not much. Yeah, not much. So it's going to be Christian Kirk <laughs> balling um, out. Jones. And Marvin, Marvin Jones is A. Jones. That's who it is. Yeah. <laughs> And they got Evan Ingram as their tight end. That yeah, so it's gonna be Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne. Yep. Good pick there. Yep. And then uh your loser, Tyler Lockett, I think that's self explanatory. It's just the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Yeah, that's just seventh round. Oh my bad, Tyler. Yeah, let's hop in the seventh. Seventh. Yeah, seventh round. I don't like Tony Pollard here. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. I think early. I think it's early too. I think Damien Harris is is a better option here. I think going with Houston's rookie is a better option here. Ramondre Stevenson, even Daryl Henderson. I I think people are really high on what Pollard's going to do for the Cowboys, but I think Jerry Jones is in love with Zeke, and he's going to get the volume. Yeah. Um, I think Pollard is a good player, and I think he's a good player to have on your team. But for Richard only having one running back. I would have wanted to look for maybe like an upside guy who's starting already outside of Tony Pollard. Um, we could see something different. You know, I don't have any chips in that, in that anymore because I don't need Zeke to take the volume, but it's a little rough taking Pollard there. And yeah. for my winner, I'm Russell Wilson because I think he's going to be a game changer this year. Um, yeah. Going to the Broncos, I think he's going he's gonna to ball out. I think he has a lot of options. I think it's a great offense, and he has something to prove for sure after spending all those years losing in Seattle um, after his one little trip. So I think he's going to be a monster. Um, and he still has some something on his feet. I wouldn't expect him to do too much, but I really like him here in the seventh. You know, going around Stafford and Brady and Prescott, um, it's a it's a lot closer to a Kyler Murray quarterback level than it is to, to Brady Stafford, in my opinion. It's fair. Broncos, I mean, I think was last year, so maybe that's just ingrained in my mind. But it just felt like they were just a, such a solid defense. And then they got uh, 
what's his name, Von Miller over there now. And Von, Mil- I, Von Miller's. Von Miller's in Buffalo, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's in Buffalo. Well, yeah, I'm sure Von Miller's in Buffalo. He's in defense. I think he's going to unlock this offense, and I think it's just going to be wild over there. Yeah, I love yeah, the Broncos. Yep. Uh, I kept the keeper. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. My bad. You guys thought it was too early, but dude, I think the Saints, I think they've got a really good shot at at least a championship. I mean, they gave up a second round pick, two third round picks, and a fourth round pick to get Chris Olave. Michael Thomas has played six games in 2020, and he missed all of 2021. So he hasn't played in so long. It's just like now he's got this hamstring issue before the season even starts. Anything about now we don't have this uh, this battle of who's QB over there, and it's like it's Jameis Winston, and he threw for five thousand yards in twenty nineteen. Dude, it could be crazy over there at the Saints. Yeah, I, I I think we dogged you a little bit too much. I think it is a little high, but I, I like Chris Lave too here with the Saints. Uh, I, I think once you get I think once you get with round seven, you're right, Tyler. It's it's like you go with who you want. It doesn't that ADP goes out the window. You go with who you believe in. Yeah, we were giving you shit the whole draft. I think it all just it no, waterfalled after the Travis the Travis Etienne pick. So um yeah, I like Chris Olave. And your loser. We're having some trouble with your audio again, Tyler. You might want to switch some yeah, stuff up. But while you fix that, let's go into what we have for yeah. our rest of, rest of draft, just kind of in general. Um, Jalen Hurt, okay? I think Stryker pulled a little sneaky move by the entire time saying he's going to pick Lazard in the 16th. And right before that, let's everybody know I'm going to take a potential number one QB, which I was surprised he wasn't always keeping him here in the 11th uh so i guess i should have seen it coming but jalen hurts in the 11th especially when you're a number one pick with christian mccaffrey and Mm -hmm. you have some of these you know guys who might be some of the highest scoring people period this year i think it's really really so i love that keeper um, (coughs) she didn't have to worry about qb the entire draft which was nice yeah very very nice Uh, i think that's that could be a league winner right there Yep. I got, you know, I, obviously I'm a homer. I got Hurts, Boomer Sooner. Kept him in that, the 11th he, round. He's a homer. He loves, he loves the Eagles. He's a bird lover. Oh, hell no. I love the, the OU number one pick of the draft, the NFL draft, Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, I got uh, we got Jalen Hurts there, obviously, in the, in the 11th round steal of a, of a keeper. Um, solid pick there. I think uh, Michael Carter in the 12th round. Another steal. I don't see Brees Hall being a, a walk-on rookie sensation like everyone hopes he will be. And him going in the fourth round versus Michael Carter going in the 12th, I mean, it just didn't make sense. Um, and then, of course, Julio Jones in the 12th. We don't know the status of Chris Godwin 100% yet. I think Julio Jones could fill that Gronkowski role. Uh, Jones is too old. <laughs> yeah, Julio Jones going to fill it out. And then uh, last honorable mention is um, – where did he go? Antonio Gibson in the 11th with Brian Robinson getting shot, unfortunately. Yeah, that was post. Yeah, I think that was a terrible pick from Garrett. I don't know how he didn't see that coming. You know, 
a robbery attempt. It was very obvious. Um, am I back? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, you're back. I can <laughs> yeah. hear you. Go ahead and tell us how much you love uh, Cowboys. Gibson the 11th, that's pretty decent. I mean, I'm not crazy about Gibson or Washington. but I mean, during the, the draft, he was going to be a special teams runner. So let's just run right. that. <laughs> I think we need. I think we need to put him as a main back for the shooting. Brian Robinson. All right, hit us. Hit us with your rest of draft, Tyler, and we'll hop into the next segment. All right. So I'm just dark, but y'all kind of have this feeling that Jalen Colbert might be something awesome for the Cowboys. Dak has a way of just elevating players. I mean, Cedric Wilson. What a quarterback, I mean, dude! Right? What a quarterback! What a quarterback! What a leader. Insane. I mean, just watching his play, he passes the eye test, and that's about as much as I got. And then, of course, Armando, he redeems himself in the ninth round with Justin Tucker. I mean, incredible. I don't think the next Look, he's always going to pick Tucker before us, and we're always going to let him, but it's always going to be worth it. As much as the best pick of his entire draft. Tucker goes out there and scores like a wide receiver every week. So that's really nice. All right, and that is our draft. That is our draft recap. If you have any questions about who else we thought was a, a highlight of our draft, give us an email at uh, no email yet dot, at gmail.com. All right, we're hopping to our next segment. I'll shit in the chat. No one else listening. I know. Not a single person listening. Uh, we're going to send this to everyone we know. They're going to be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever listened to. I'm never listening to your podcast again. <laughs> be like, totally fine. This is for us. This is not for the world. We're not here to make money. All right, we're going to hop into the next segment here. Um, excitement and terror. Um, so who we're most excited about on our team and who we're most scared to play on other teams. Um, and we could do like this upcoming week's outlook on who you're most afraid of this upcoming week or just in general, I think, for this first uh, podcast I did in general. Uh, but let's run through our excitements first. We'll get into the terrors. Tyler, who's your uh, who's your excitement? Dude, Gabe Dave. I mean, the hype train on him might be a little overzealous, but, I mean, it's the best passing offense in the league, and it's like you don't have uh, – oh, what's the blonde boy? Beasley anymore. Emmanuel the blonde boy? The blonde boy. And they're gone. I mean, and he's a clear-cut wide receiver, too. It's like I said, he's the wide receiver 1.5. And I just think that KC game, that was a shootout, four tutties. I mean, that's just super exciting. I do do view him similar to T. Higgins. You know, like uh, he's a wide receiver, too, but he's more of like that 0.5, that 1.5 kind of guy where he could – you know, show out more than Diggs because Diggs is schemed out. Uh, I think it's a pretty good excitement. Ray, who you got? I'm excited about Russell Wilson here. Actually, I already have a bet this upcoming week. I took this excitement and terror as a week one thing. I uh, bet Barrett $10 that Russell would score at least 27 points. Um, a little Ooh, high, I know, but going God. against his his former team, who who he probably is upset with in some form or fashion, and who has no defense. I think he's going to come out first week and show everybody just what a force the Broncos are going to be. So really excited to see him uh, maybe get a couple uh, passing touchdowns, uh, Javante Williams, maybe even to KJ Hamler. 
Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I was going to be about to go into my, I'll go into my terror real quick because I'm talking about week one. I'm playing Xander yeah. right now. We're a close matchup. I'm afraid of Hollywood Brown. I'm afraid of that OU connection, which striker probably loves. Um, I think he's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on, I think we might see a couple of first plays where he just dumps it down to Hollywood Brown down the field just to see what kind of fun they can have with each other. Um, so I'm worried about that. I'm not worried about Michael Thomas. You know, some of these guys you might have used to be worried about who are on Xander's team, but Hollywood Brown, I think, is going to be a big deal here. We'll see. Yeah, I think he's going to be scary, uh, for, especially for the first six weeks. Um, I think Kyler is in the same mode as uh, Russell Wilson when it comes to angry at the media, angry at people talking shit about him um, and his gaming and not not prepping for the season. So I think he's going to come out and ball out with Hollywood Brown, that OU connection, and it's going to go back. Pretty scary. I see that. So my excitement for week one and for the season is CMC. I've been harping on him. This is, I, again, you have to manifest his healthy season or it's not going to happen. So I'm just going to keep saying it over and over and over again until I jinx it. Um, but there's plenty of people out there just like me. I'm not going to be the only one who jinxes uh, CMC if he does go down. But I think he's in the same in the same boat. People are dawned down on him, uh, dogging on him just like, uh, just like Barkley, just like Kyler. I think he's going to show up the first week. Got a new quarterback, new system. Got to come out and ball out. And uh, I'll go ahead and hop into my my terror as well, and then we'll finish out with Tyler's. Um, I know I have Mike Evans, but any given week, it could be any one of his receivers that just gets 40 points. It could be Leonard Fournette that gets 40 points. I think anytime Brady's on the field, there's a chance that one of his players or him is just going to be the game winner for that week. So anytime I go up against Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, if I get rid of Mike Evans, like it's just – Russell Gage, exactly. Anytime I go up against one of those guys, it's just going to be like, shit. Okay. Just staring down the barrel of the gun. I have a bad feeling about Brady this year, um, but we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. I almost yeah. took him in, in another league and I couldn't do it. Something stopped me. I had to, had to pull We'll away. save our worry. We'll save, we'll save that for our next episode of talking about uh, the season, the season of demise for some of these players. But Tyler, who's your terror? I think he said most receiving yards of all wide receivers since 2019. I think that's what he said. Most receiving touchdowns is what I meant. Touchdowns, touchdowns. Don't worry, we're going to get some new mics shipped in for the next episode. Most red zone touches. I mean, that's just going to be a tough one to go against this week. Yeah, I agree. You got that first week matchup against Kamara. Another one of those guys has been kind of dogged on from last season. I don't think he had the same season he was hoping for last year and going to show up the first week. So that is our excitement and terror. Um, we'll do that every week. I think that's a good segment. We can kind of we can tailor it to each week, so we can talk about who we're most excited about this particular week and who we're terrified against going up against. Um, wow. Took that as like a 
kind of a season outlook, but I think anytime I face one of Brady's guys, it's always scary. So, all right, we're going to hop into our next segment here. It's a, a quick outlook of the best matchups of the week in Good Vibes Mostly. This is called Neck the Neck, a little bit of history of the name of this. Um, we were playing catchphrase. Tyler had uh, the word and uh, as a conjunction. Or no, the word, yeah, it was the, and we were like, we're sitting there and he goes, guys, it's a conjunction, like neck, blank, neck, like neck and neck. He's like, no, it's not. And like, what the fuck? Timer goes out. He goes, it's the, and we're like, neck, the neck. He's like, yeah, neck, the neck. Dumbass. Not neck, the neck, neck, the neck. So it's stuck. This is neck, the neck, the games, the matchups where there's not a clear winner. Uh, There's players who could make or break the team each week. Uh, these are consensus picks, so we'll just cover the top two to three matchups each week that we think are the closest, who we think is going to pull out. Um, sus. And, uh, yeah, we'll just none, cover the top two. Yeah. So, I think, I think this week – Yeah, none of us remember. Don't pull out, yeah. So, always pull out. Always pull out the dub, guys. You can win this, you can win this week. All right, so I think uh, we can hop into the, the first matchup that I think um, – Ray, take it away. First matchup. Uh, oh, we're doing okay. So yeah, it's between a uh, uh, bussy or bussy. I think the the jury's still out on how you pronounce that. Boys, bussy uh, boys. Manager managed by Alexander Martin and and fellowship of the ride because Russell Wilson's going to take me here to the win this this week. Um, by me, I think we're right now we're pro- I'm projecting what one point three above Xander, so basically uh, no advantage at all. I think right now I have a, a decent advantage. Um, on a wide receiver. I think that's obvious opposed to a trade that helped me out quite a bit. I think uh, a big difference maker here is, like I said, what's going to happen with Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think he could go off. Um, it is Kansas City, so we'll see how their defense looks this year. If that's the case, um, this becomes a little tough. Um, and also A.J. Dillon. Um, projected 10 points here. Um, I think we have a lot of, like we talked about this podcast, a lot of positive outlook for this player. But we don't know whether that's going to pan out immediately or whether, you know, we're all just a bunch of bullshitters. So if I can get him to score something, maybe a touchdown here, uh, I think I could take it. So I think it's going to hinge on those couple of players. Kyle Pitts, you can say it's projected low here, too, being one of the only wide receivers. Oh, I mean, tight end that Atlanta has. So I'm feeling pretty confident about this, even though it's a close matchup. Uh, What do you all think? Yeah, I gotta agree. I think uh, this is gonna be a close one. I think your um, your shaft of a trade with Bazo kind of helps inflate this a little bit more. I think before I was pretty confident that uh, Xander Bussy Boys was gonna pull this out. Um, yeah, I mean with that that matchup or the uh, the connection you're talking about, Marquise Brown, uh, Najee. I don't know how I feel about J.K. Dobbins. I think that might be the downfall of his team this week. You might not be starting. But, uh, I, that's what I'm saying. He might not even play. But if he wants my guess, he, he could send me a trade because I picked him up. I just think I think I think you're. I think you're. Uh, JK gonna play, okay? JK gonna play. <laughs> your stack, your stack, Ray of Stefan Diggs and Michael Pittman, Kyle Pitts, just kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't see how that team loses. DJ Moore, I just don't see how that team loses. Yeah, I don't know about Russ Wilson scoring 27 points, but. Let's believe. Let's ride. I don't know. It's really going to take Allen Robinson and Tyreek and Marquise going off for Xander to really 
yeah. to pull this I, one I out. I almost said I was scared of Tyreek, but I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Miami yet, so we'll have to see what. I mean, I could be proven wrong, um, but I'm not too scared of Tyreek yet. I know he's he's one of those guys people get scared of, but we'll have to see what happens with Miami first. So who do we have for yeah, our we next can, we can. here? Next matchup is the quadriplegic raccoon chefs, uh, Sir Nicholas Connolly. A beautiful name. Barrett we were there for that name, weren't we? Yeah, we were there for that name. That, that dumbass Good cookie name. game. As a, as a that was game. hilarious. And uh, going up against Barrett Eights Your Lunch, manned by uh, Barrett Eights himself. Solid wordplay there, Barrett. He's just never going to change his name. Yeah, I mean, here, so, uh, I'm working with Brees Hall. I think that's an obvious one, right, on Barrett's team. Um, uh, he's 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 young, and it's the Jets. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm worried about that here. And then we have yeah. Elijah Moore. So we're looking at two Jets players against a Baltimore Ravens defense. I don't expect them to have their best games <laughs> here. So I think I think this projection that has Connolly up five, I feel a little bit confident about. I feel pretty confident about that. We also have Nico Collins. Um, so we, we have some teams here that have some high upside players, but not necessarily good teams. Um, on on Connolly's side, I know I said I don't like Barkley, but he has he has the advantage there. Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddell. Also sus of that, though. We have Mark Andrews. Um, the problem is here is if Cincinnati does well against Pittsburgh, you're going to have two guys that need the same touchdowns, right? Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool mm-hmm. for Connolly, and I think that's going to hurt him a lot. It's kind of the anti-stack. Um, he's either going to be able to find something or, or hurt his hurt his team. I think he probably needs to trade one of those away. Whoever pops out first, get him out. Get him out quick and sell him for value. But if Brady can show up and Dalvin Cook can show up, I can see him taking it away from Barrett here. Yeah, look at these. Let's go it's ahead. Gonna be, it's going to be back and forth. It was last year. Brady's probably going to go off. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he'll probably be involved in that passing game with new head coach and against Green Bay. Like, that'll be a high scoring game. But yeah, I think that, honestly, that's a big point. Deontay Dalvin. Chase Claypool, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I think he's just he's playing the the spray and pray kind of game there. He's not sure which one coming out the gate is going to get the touches. Um, I mean, honestly, looking at their benches too, I, I'm I'm looking down here. I mean, I, they're definitely basing their roster right now off of ESPN projections, just going with the highest projected scores, which is not always the best option. I mean, if I were him, I would take Miles Sanders out of here, put Alan Lazard in. Let like let the world see that Aaron Rodgers wasn't lying about Alan Lazard being his number one. No, Devontae Adams is Aaron Rodgers still the same guy? Let him ball out. Pre shrooms when he talked about Alan Lazard. I think that's a good question for us. Wait, what? Oh, was he on shrooms? Yeah, I think I think pre shrooms it was Alan Lazard. Post shrooms he was Romeo Dubs. So I think we'll have to see what what kind of Aaron Rodgers we get. Either way, I think, I mean, even at the end of last season, he had Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and made, like, two producing wide receivers. So I think it's a safe play, and I don't know. Are you going to trust a, a running back in Philadelphia with a running quarterback, two new weapons in the offense, a four-running back committee with Miles Sanders? I just don't think 
I just don't think I would put that in my lineup. I would almost put Clyde Edwards Alaire in above him or Michael Carter in above him. Yeah, um, and honestly, but, looking looking at the benches now that you remind me, I see that Baird has George Pickens. So you know what I could just, actually uh, like to see is him putting him in as the flex. And so what happens is if Pickens gets that, he's gonna he's gonna go against not yeah. giving it to Deontay, not giving it to Chase Claypool, and he gets the and taking match. the points. Yeah, so that's gonna be huge for a head to head matchup. So I like putting George Pickens right up against those wide receivers. And, and I kind agree. Of who tosses and gets those touchdowns. I agree. So, uh, Nick and Barry, if y'all are listening, listen to us. Yeah, if you if you manage to get through uh, fifty five minutes <laughs> of this podcast, congratulations. Go for a long walk. <laughs> go listen to our. Think go about for an hour long walk. Yeah, go take shrooms like Aaron Rodgers and just listen to our podcast. It's gonna be super insightful. Tyler, any closing thoughts? Yeah, we uh we have quite a few. Yeah, I can't. We're back to not hearing you. So, um, I think uh, we're gonna save the rest of our, our segments. We're gonna put together another episode for you guys. Um, we got, of course, waivers and transactions. We had a pretty big trade go through right before the season's gonna start. Uh, we have an exciting NFL sleeper league that I think is gonna be fun to talk about each week. Kind of follow. Um, which actual NFL team produces the most fantasy points each week? Kind of like a best ball situation. It can be all the backups, but put that together. We'll, we'll talk about that in our, our picks for the uh, championship and the toilet bowl uh, next week. And then, of course, we got to get to uh, the bad news defense. We're going to have Tyler put together some stats for us and, and pick his undoubtable number one defense of the week each week. Um, but we will get to that next episode. Um, and one thing I got to say, one thing I got to say, do not dog Rolando too much on this trade. You have to understand he was looking at maybe not having a single running back who started on his team by week one or two. So Zeke is something he really needed. And me personally, I I think he's going to be a top five running back once again this year. So, um, he gave up a lot. Of course, I like the trade because I took it. Um, but I think he was kind of back against the wall. I'll share my thoughts. I'll share my thoughts next episode. All right, boys, any, any closing thoughts here? Any uh, thank the parents? Wave to mom and dad. I mean, I just want to thank Tyler's microphone for just sticking in there and, and, and trying its best. He so did it. That's all I got to say. We did Thanks it. to Tyler's, Tyler's mic. And thank There's you, Heather, for putting up with it. Again, can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y- y'all have a great night. Peace out.